Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. But we've never stopped to think about, well, why does business even exist on planet Earth? And for me, I would say most of this we can grab right out of the first three chapters of the story. <laughs> and I think ultimately business exists to, for me, the people that I work with, I, I want to create little pockets of Eden, right? That little life-giving bountiful pockets of Eden. That is my special guest today, Robbie Fowler. He's a branding and marketing strategist who specializes in helping personal brands create profitable websites from the ground up. With a background in design and communication, he has started his own personal brand in 2001. His work stretches across a range of clients and customers from large corporate client work to nonprofits, from small medium business to entrepreneurs and personal brands. He has piled his skills and honing his craft. Nowadays, you will find him helping personal brands clear their fog of marketing, branding, and business strategy, shrouding profitable websites. His knack for clarity and simplification helps ideas stick and bring transformation both for leaders and their business. In this episode, you are in for a treat. You're gonna hear we ask a really important question. What is a life-giving brand? And what is a radical empathy framework? Why a profitable website eludes and derails so many personal brands? And what is the perfect website wireframe for coaches, speakers, and consultants like you? Are you excited? I hope so. Now, let's check with Robbie. Welcome to the show, Robbie. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> me too. And uh, in the introduction, I already tell everybody how good you are, but... Uh. We always want to hear from the person, you know, mm -hmm. tell that your own story. Can you tell us a little bit about how did you arrive today and yes. be able to do all this awesome work? Oh, yes. Well, it's like many, you know, many folks probably listening. I didn't map this out perfectly. I didn't wake up in the second or third grade and automatically think one day I'm going to you know, start my own personal brand business. But through, you know, lots of circumstances, um, both just kind of life circumstances and work, uh, including, you know, in the, in the U.S. where I live, uh, when 9-11 hit, that significantly changed the, the market and uh, a startup company I was working in. But through those skills um, and then also a background in ministry, so I have a you know background and training in music and ministry, 
and then for whatever reason, I have wound up also in startup companies and starting my own business way back in like 2001, when I didn't even know what a personal brand was. I'd never even heard of that. Um, but I took some of the skills, both uh, really kind of in the tech and web and design space that I kind of had to acquire in the startup company roles that I was playing. And then I took some of, believe it or not, much of the stuff I learned in ministry and all of the training I did there uh, perfectly kind of matched together because it teaches you how to communicate with people. It teaches you how to understand people. When you're in the ministry space, there's no You've got to figure out how to motivate people and get people to follow your leadership when you don't give them a paycheck. So they don't work for me. I'm not their boss, right? If they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. I can't say, well, you're fired. <laughs> so those skills are really invaluable to say, hey, if I can get a group of volunteers and gather them around this and go accomplish this, then that's probably a pretty good indication that, you know, I've got some skills I can use out in, in the business world. And so those were the two spheres I found myself in over and over. I was in, I had my own business. And then if I wasn't doing that full-time, I was in a startup company or I was usually in a church plant environment. And both of those are very similar in that you're trying to start, you're trying to figure out who you are, you're trying to you know, navigate the market space, uh, and you're trying to initially gather an audience around both how you position yourself and how you communicate those values and get people to recognize them and then, you know, attach to them and go, oh, I like that. I want to I want to start following that. So it's kind of a weird, you know, uh, background of of winding up in in this space where you wouldn't say, and if you want to do this, you should also get a you know music degree and then go you know get a master's degree at seminary, and this it's the perfect roadmap. It has been, um, but I I think the lesson to learn is if you're listening to this, don't feel the pressure, particularly if you're listening to some other guru or something. Don't feel the pressure like that you had to have this certain background or this clear pathway. Um, if you don't have a direct background in marketing or speaking or whatever, don't let that be the determining factor to say, oh, well, I don't have that same background. I don't have any experience or training in that, so I can't do that. Because I come from a background in design. I had zero training, all self-taught. Uh, I do branding and marketing work. I didn't study that anywhere, <laughs> you know, uh, in a, in a public education setting. And yet I think the track record would show uh, both I love doing it and and it seems to be effective. So I, I would just let that bring some freedom to folks listening to go, oh, but I'm not sure with my background, can I go do this? The answer is yes, you can. <laughs> that is so good. And I think uh, for those of you out there that if you are ministers, meaning if you are still for me, Every single one of us are ministers of gospel, yes. but right. meaning that if you are, you know, uh, you are pastors or leaders inside the church, that you know, you should feel um, encouraged. We hope, yes, you know, yes. and yeah. and and really, just like Robbie said, that those skills that you got, you know, to be able to uh, attract the people and move with you toward to the one same goal. Uh, mm -hmm. let's say the ministry goal. If yep. you're able to do that, 
That's pretty much we do every day, yes, right? right? In in, in the yeah. personal brand business, that we try to uh, attract those people that the tribe, uh, mm-hmm. which is God prepared for us in the business. Yes. And um, it's so funny that uh, in just the recent episodes, if you guys listen to, you know, um, obviously later on uh, you will hear from Mike Kim again. It's just that all of us almost all have this weird, quote unquote, weird background. Yes. You know, right? Uh, okay, that like Robbie basically, I I don't want to compete with him about Bible. And then uh, for me, it's you know I was worship leader as well, and mm. you just feel like you don't you you just never know how God set you up. And I always yep. say that. Holy Spirit sometimes quite sneaky. I mean, it's always a perfect mm-hmm. setup for each mm-hmm. one of us. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, and, for sure. And and I think you're so right. I was the same. I have, that's kind of how I got my original start in the ministry space was worship leader is with that music background. Um, and there was a long time kind of in this space where maybe even kind of subconsciously in the back of my mind, I would... You know, I, I wouldn't directly think about or go, oh, this is where I can draw on ministry things. And even sometimes I'd go even further than that and feel like that maybe was a little bit of a detriment. Like, ah, that's a little bit of a waste. I mean, I did my uh, seminary and, and master's degree was long. It was a full four-year master's degree, 122 hours, right? Most most of my friends that were in other spaces like education, whatever, they'd got their master's and doctorate before I even could finish my master's degree. It was like starting over. It's like a four-year college degree, except you get a master's at the end of it. So it was easy for me to look back at that and go, Kelly, I don't know. That may have been a waste. You know, I could have spent that time. Maybe I should have done an MBA. Maybe a. And now I look back and go, man, that taught me. I use those skills every single day in the emails that I write and the way that I help uh, clients and other personal brands. I use it every single day. So now I don't look back and go, eh, I could take that or leave that. Again, I'm not saying you should go do that, but don't look back and, and say, well, that was a waste because I would not be able to do what I do today without that background and experience. So again, just encourage you, don't throw it away. Don't assume, uh, you know, Jesus fell asleep at the wheel. (laughs) He let me go to seminary for four. I should have done something else. You know, he's trying to make it not be a total waste, but we both know that I I could have done something better with that time. Uh, Don't don't believe that lie, because that's for sure a lie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, God never wastes anything. That's a bottom line. (laughs) Yep. So today, I want to dive into uh, the personal brand, re, uh, the relevant topic about that, but in a different angle. Because the moment I went to see Robbie's website, and that one thing really grabbed me. And I think for those of you that you follow this podcast for the last five, six years, you probably never heard I say that type of sentence say something grabbed me in a website. So what he say in the website, he talking about a life giving brand. Mm-hmm. And also when I checked with Robbie a while back that we also talking about, for me, it's a compassion driven marketing for him. God told him about a radical empathy. So, mm-hmm. uh, why this is important. I think personal brand, this phrase have been so overused. 
And sometimes for Christians and for kingdom leaders, we feel like is that a little bit commercial? Is that there's any、mm. substance inside inside the core? And that's why I love so much about what Robbie say. So Robbie, tell us a little bit about what do you think? What it's a life giving brand? Yes. So one of the questions that I have wrestled with. And that I will often ask when I'm working with a personal brand.、Uh, one question most of us haven't thought about is, you know, why do you do what you do? Right? That's always a struggle for most of us. We have reasons, but just pulling that out of us is usually a useless struggle, and we'll usually spend quite a bit of time there if I'm working with a with a personal brand, because、uh, usually that's very fuzzy. <laughs> It's just not really clear. Okay. But another question that I started to ask recently. Uh, depending on the client, but if it's a right client, so your audience would 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 be a perfect fit for this. And I want to press one question further and say, why not? Why your business, Kelly? So why do you do it? But why business? Period. Why does business exist? <laughs> okay, not your business, but just business. Most of us have given zero thought to that. We just wake up and we go do it. We want to hopefully do it well. We want to serve others. We want to do it in a way that serves Jesus. But we've never stopped to think about well, why does business even exist on planet Earth? And for me, I would say most of this we can grab right out of the first three chapters of the story. <laughs> And I think ultimately business exists to for me the people that I work with. I, I want to create little pockets of Eden. Right, the little life-giving, bountiful pockets of Eden, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm based in the United States. I'm in a state that nobody thinks about, Arkansas, <laughs> and and yet this is where God has planted me. Now I work with businesses literally like all over the world, but this is where I am. What do I do with whatever? People and resources he brings my way. I want to create little pockets of Eden. That is a life-giving brand because in Eden, right,、uh, a life-giving brand ultimately is it blesses me, the business owner, right? I'm not shortchanged. I'm not getting paid less than I should.、Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not giving away stuff that I shouldn't give away. I'm not being taken advantage of. It, it blesses me, and. It blesses my customer. I think that's ultimately the distinction. So much marketing talk and training out there, kind of you boil it down and you start to wonder: Are these just really effective ways to manipulate people? All right, that's not, in my opinion, that's not life giving. The other thing that will happen is you can go learn effective, you know, tools, resources, frameworks, all of this stuff. You can be successful. And some of you, that's the the worst that could happen to you is your success, because you end up building something that dominates you, right? Your your it 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 is your source of identity. It's where your your struggle for power. You just pour yourself into this very successful brand that those of us on the outside would look and say, "Ooh, man, I I wish my business was there. I wish I had the platform they had. I wish I had the popularity they had. I wish, I wish, I wish." You peel back the curtain on their life, and you go, they're super successful, and it's crushing them. They are crushed under the weight of that success. So a life-giving brand blesses you. It doesn't dominate you. You're not enslaved to it. It's not, 
ruining your marriage, making you a bad parent, uh, you know, causing you to be from away from home all the time because you've got engagement after engagement after engagement because this just chase for more. And at the same time, it blesses your customer. That I think is a life-giving brand. And I just see too much, uh, you know, I'm not interested in helping someone be successful when I can kind of look out ahead a little bit and see, man, if I teach them this, but there's other issues in their life, I think they're going to be successful and that's going to actually harm them, not help them. So I don't want to help someone build a great successful business that crushes their marriage, makes them a you know worse mom or dad, uh, a terrible spouse, a bad friend, not interested in doing that. And I don't think that's life-giving. The world would, might say successful, <laughs> but it's not life-giving. Uh, so that that's that's what I think a life-giving brand is, and I think it's very different than what gets the carrot that gets put out in front of us too often when when anyone's talking about how to dominate this space, how to be better, how to grow in this space. It's usually you're going to get more power, more money, and you got to get it from somebody. So you're going to go get it from the customer. <laughs> and don't tell them, you know, but we're going to quietly, if we say it this way and do it this way and use this headline or this subject line or whatever, they'll have no choice but to give you their money. Um, and, and that's not life-giving. So, so good. And I just figure that no wonder we like each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not just because of brothers and sisters, because when he was saying this about garden thing, that uh, I love, you know, little Edens, you know, each mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And I just pulled out my website. I was thinking, I say something that there in my website. Mm-hmm. So under work with me page, I literally say, uh, did you know your business is the garden which God has trust you to tend? Mm-hmm. And then later I write, you know, other stuff about, you know, uh, uh, accountability and all, all that, 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 that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So uh, it's so important. I think we talk about last time during our private chat mm-hmm. that we say when our care, when our personal brand outgrow mm-hmm. our character. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's when we are in yes. big trouble. Right. Right. right, big trouble, and nobody wants to talk about it though. Yes. Really. like yes. none of the marketing books, the bestsellers, they don't want to even like dabble in the whole. Well, hold on, before you go do this, you need to spend at least as much time and effort uh, that you're going to spend on your marketing or sales page or whatever. You need to be committing the same effort and energy, at least if not more, to your character because if this works. If this is successful, whatever that is, like look out, right? So don't go spending 90% of your energy going and building that and 10% of the time, you know, trying to build or reflect on your character. Yeah, exactly. What it, what, what is useful that if you build a brand and that it's not even you anymore, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I think that kind of perfect transit to the next question is, why you think there's a profitable website mm-hmm. elude and derail for so many personal brands? Yeah, I think when when you boil it down, and this would would get to you. You mentioned um, you talk about compassionate brands. I have developed what I call the radical empathy brand framework. And when I'm working with any in any sort of whether that's I'm, I'm teaching kind of in a coaching group or there's a group folks, or I'm working one on one with businesses or personal brands. 
uh, or even ministry spaces like churches or church planters, if I'm working with any of them, the most common misstep that happens both at the kind of individual level, like the one email you sent, how come that didn't get a better response to the big picture level? Like, hey, we want to start this campaign or we want to build this sales page or we want to launch this product or uh, I'm trying to figure out how to pivot and launch my own business. Any of those big, big questions are the little questions. The misstep comes that understandably we're humans. Those are all very, very important questions that relate to you and your business. Okay. And I literally have my clients like write down whatever those goals are. If you want to launch your first product in the first quarter of 2000, write it down. That's great. If you want to grow your email list to fill in the blank, great. Write that. That's your goal objective. Okay. Like I literally have them write it on a piece of paper. Now move it across the desk away from you. Okay. So let's say you want to launch your first product in the first quarter of 2022. Let's just say that's your goal. Okay. Um, what ends up happening is then all of the energy and effort that comes out of that gets framed out of your desire to launch that first product in 2022. That's what winds up going on your website so often. The problem is the person you're actually trying to sell this to, the person hopefully you're wanting to serve and help, they, remember, they do not care about your first quarter goal for 2022. <laughs> it does not matter to them at all. They very well may have their own very important goal for themselves in 2022 for their role at their workplace or, or or whatever they do. So we've got to reframe every single bit of that out of an radical empathy for that person I want to sell this to. Why does it matter to them? Why does that? Why do they care? Um, is this the language that they're going to use? Is this the way they're going to say it? Uh, do they identify with this problem or are they kind of higher up? They see the symptoms. They don't know that this problem is really the cause of that. And and what you'll see is um, I tried to launch this thing in 2022. It didn't go as successful as I wanted. And now I'm, I'm discouraged and I don't know why. How come more people didn't buy? One of those common reasons is, well, on your website, you talked about the problem, which after hearing from you, I agree that is a problem. That is not where your audience starts. In other words, they don't wake up this morning worried about that, uh, trying to figure out how to solve that. They're, they're kind of much more on the surface of that. That's what happens with websites. They're not profitable because you're framing it as much as you want to think you're not and you're trying not to, you're still framing it out of your, the, the perspective of the paradigm from your business looking out. Instead of starting at the customer having a radical empathy for why does this matter to them? It's really important to me and my business to launch this in 22. It's just not for them. And so everything you do has to get run through that filter. To, and, and this is where we come back to the church world. In the church world, this is what's super helpful for me. We, we have language for this. Where I live, I'm in the United States. I'm in the south of the United States. If you were to look at a heat map... <laughs> kind of, of Christianity over the last 200 years. The South is the hot spot in the United States. I'm in one of like, I'm near the epicenter of what would still be, believe it or not, in 2021, you know, we're, we're still way behind Europe. So still lots of folks wandering around here, cultural Christianity is very, very popular thing. So if, if, if I, in, in the church world, we will talk about, um, 
hey, still in the South, Sunday morning worship gathering, believe it or not, in the South, not other places. I wouldn't say this is true in Europe, perhaps, or London or whatever, but Sunday morning worship time is still what we would call, this is what we'd say in a staff meeting, to church staff meeting, like that's still a front door for people. Okay, this is a front, like they're still going to, if they've looked at your church website, they've met some people from your church, maybe they even attended a small group or whatever. When they feel like, okay, now we're going to actually take an official step towards checking out this church or whatever, what do they, what comes to mind? Okay, we're going to go to Sunday morning. That's the official step in their mind. It may not be for us. We may say, no, you're already tracking with us. We're already, you know, kind of got you on our how to love you and serve you and get you involved in it. You're already on our map. And they would say, no, I'm not. I haven't come to Sunday morning yet. Sunday morning is the front door. That's the problem with most websites, personal brand or not, is we have not really identified what is the customer's front door. Uh, I know I'm old enough where I grew up with the yellow pages before the internet, believe it or not, right? Do you remember those days? If if you, we, we talked right before this, I've got a leak going on at the house, so I need a plumber. And before the internet, you would go to the big yellow pages and you would look up plumber. But before you grab that yellow pages, you had to know in your mind, I've got this problem. What is the, where do I look to find the solution for that problem? If it's a plumbing problem, I know I'm going to go to the yellow pages, go to the letter P, and I'm going to start to look up plumbers. Okay. With your customers, you've got to, whatever problem you're trying to solve for them, you've got to figure out what that front door is in their minds, not your mind. Well, here's the real problem. You know, they, they, the plumbing coming in from the, you know, from the main plumbing line is the problem. Well, they don't know, they don't wake up thinking about their main plumbing line. All they think about is, I keep getting this drip. Okay. That's the front door. Your website has to start there. Even if ultimately you want to solve their mainline plumbing issue, you can talk about that as much as you want on your website. You can pay as much money as you want <laughs> to get your website developed. None of that will change the fact that you, you failed to kind of have that radical empathy to say, yeah, but where do they start? What is their front door when they think about the problem I want to help them with? Uh, and when you miss there, kind of swing and miss there, then it really, none of the other stuff matters. The copywriting on it, the design around it, how much money you spent on it, what website platform, those are all the questions I get, right? Well, none of that matters if we don't start at the right place out of the empathy for that customer you're trying to reach. What are they going to say? How do they describe the problem? What words do they use? Why is this important to them? That's really, it's not rocket science. That's what makes a profitable website, believe it or not. Yeah, and that's so well said. I think I also got that kind of question all the time. You know, uh, clients say, Kelly, I don't know what to put on my website. Um, yep. And that is pur purpose, purposely, I, I kind of, you know, create this, you know, create this question flow to ask the question for you guys, because I know I got expert Robbie, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to ask the next question that I'm sure that you guys there out there listen to this say, awesome, great, but Robbie, so can you tell us what is the perfect website wireframe mm -hmm. for, yep. for coaches, speakers, and consultants, soul leaders? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so there's uh, really four or five, I forget, we'll, we'll count as we go here. <laughs> um, 
questions that that the website visitor is looking for answers to, usually in this order, not always, but usually in this order, this is what they're looking for, right? The very first thing when they hit your website, they want to know, and these are all conveniently start with the letter P, they want to know the problem that you solve, okay? Really clear. Now, that's, again, that goes back to what we just said. It's got to be stated as the problem they see as the problem using the words that they use. So I talk about on, on my site, I help you position and pitch and profit from your brand. I don't use the word brand strategy. It is brand. That's what I do. I do brand strategy. Personal brands that are listening to this podcast, probably they would, if they've heard of brand strategy, most of them would lump that, oh, that's what corporate does. The big companies, they, the really good ones, they go figure out brand strategy. Like that's what, you know, Fortune 500 company, that's not what I do. So I don't talk a whole lot about brand strategy because that's not where somebody I want to help. That's not the problem. That's not the way they're going to state it. So number one on your site, they want to know what problem you solve. Okay. That's got to be super clear right at the top of your homepage. Okay. I got to know, do you solve my problem? I like to say, here's a little bonus. They want to know what problem you solve or possibility you secure. Okay. And you're like, whoa, what's the difference? Okay. Everybody in marketing talks about the whole problem or pain point. So that's not, not new. I'm assuming you've heard that if you're listening, right? The possibility piece though, this one doesn't get talked about as much. There's still some gold in that pot for you. I tend to, to think of possibility as more future oriented. So they're out there thinking, uh, I want to start saving for my kid's college fund now, right? That's a, I, I want to have, you know, their first two years of college kind of saved up and paid for before they ever hit 18 out in the future. That's a possible, I don't know how to go secure that. I don't know how to get, go make that desire, future desire reality. So that's that's that possibility they don't know how to secure yet. I want to pivot into a personal brand space probably within the next two years. It's out there in the future. I know what I want to do. I kind of know what I want it to look like. I don't know how to go make that a reality, though. I don't know how to go secure that. So that's number one. What problem do you solve or possibility to secure? Okay. Right after they get the answer, because if you, if, if you don't solve their problem, the clearer you state that, the better you're serving them, because now they can go look at the next website. <laughs> Because that's what we're here to do is not make money off of anybody that visits our site, but serve the people we're called to serve. So you've the clearer that is, the better your job you're doing of serving them. Number two, they want to know what people do you solve that problem for, right? So if you talked about brand strategy, do you do that for Fortune 500 companies or do you do that for consultants like me? Right. And then, so that's number two. What problem do you solve? What people do you solve that for? What kind of people group? Because they want to know, ooh, you solved my problem, but do you solve it for people like me? Whatever that is, okay? The next one they want to know is, okay, well, like what process do you use to solve that problem, okay? Are you a consultant? Are there mastermind groups? Are there coaching programs? Are there, you know, one-on-one -on -one workshops? Like how do you go? What is your process, okay? So problem you solve, people you solve it for, the process that you use, okay? Then they want to know the plan. Okay, so Kelly, if I bit on this, right, I'm looking at your website, you solve my problem, you do it for people like me, 
I can see how you do that. Looks like, you know, maybe I would join one of your coaching groups or a workshop, whatever, or buy your course or your book. Okay. Okay. Well, when I do that, like, how does this work? They want to know one, two, three. Super simple. So if your plan has 42 steps, please don't put that on your website, right? (laughs) Put it in three. The goal is to make this feel easy for them, not add weight. It's not life-giving to say, hey, the problem you have is a really big problem, and to overcome it, it's going to be way harder than you think. (laughs) No, your job is to lift, like, that's what I would also call a life-giving brand. At the end of the day, I bo- the, the gospel lifts weight off. It does not add shame or guilt. It takes away. So you want to make a plan sound like, uh, my job is to lift weight off of you, not to go, oh, this is going to be t- I'll work with you, but it's going to be harder than it is right now. Okay, so they want to know the plan. Okay, then they want to know th- that problem you solve, like they want to see what package, how do you package that into an offering? What do I pay you for? <laughs> right? This we see a lot, Kelly, I'm sure you do, with new folks in the space. So they may even have articulated, this is the problem I solve. The challenge is if I go to your website right now, I literally can't pay you for that. You don't have anything on your site I can actually pay you for. <laughs> so it's great that you solve that problem, but you're never going to be able to solve it for anyone until that's packaged inside an offer, Right? that I can pay you for. And then the last one, if they get to that point, right, is like, where is the play now button? How do we get started, right? Where where do we push play? So that's what it takes to have a profitable website. What problem do you solve or possibility do you secure? What people group do you solve it for? What's the process that you use? What's the plan if we actually work together? Uh, one I didn't throw in there, but that's helpful. What proof do you have that this works? And that's where you'd put, you know, testimonials or logos of companies or brands you've worked for. Um, what's, how is this packaged? What do I pay you for packaged into an offer? And then where is the play now button? Cause I'm ready to play. So we ran through that fast, but that's, that's what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, I mean, you guys just have to go to show note, you know, that's the only thing I can say. You just have to go to, go to the show note to get all that. I mean, myself cannot, you know, take it no fast enough. And I got asked a very unpopular question. Why I call it unpopular? Because I got mm-hmm. I got asked so often, all mm-hmm. the time, literally, if I start to collect money just by answering that question, I think mm-hmm. I have another bank account full, really. Uh, mm-hmm. The question is, people always ask, so Robbie, I, I know I need to show my package, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do I have to put price on it or not? Mm. The people who ask this is because they probably have a high ticket uh, coaching program or something like that. They will say, should I put my price on my website? Mm. So this is where I love, this is why the Radical Empathy Brand Framework exists, right? Most folks will give you an answer here. No, don't put it on your site because blah, 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 blah. Or yes, put it on your site because that's how you position and you... You weed out the people you don't want to have. Uh, the problem is both of those answers are true and correct, okay? Now, you might think, okay, so you're going to say, well, it depends on your business. Uh, more than that, I'm going to go one step further. This is what makes, I think, the Radical Empathy Brand Framework different. It primarily depends on your customer, right? I, I can't help you answer that until I know 
who you're trying to serve and what problem you're trying to solve for them. And then what is going to serve them best? Does it, is it going to serve them best to know this starts at a minimum of, of a 10K engagement so that all those people, oh, okay, that looks great, but I'm not there yet. In that case, you would put a price on there because it's going to serve them and serve you because you can't help the 10 clients you want to help if you have this whole you know funnel or whatever of leads, none of which are qualified. <laughs> if you're wasting time, oh, they can't afford this. This is not right for them. And that's what you're doing all day. That means you're not serving the 10 people you could be serving. Is this a good fit for? So in that case, yeah, it may be hel helpful to have that on there. Obviously, if you have a product that you're trying to sell, that could be a digital product or whatever, at, at some point you've got to tell them the price. Like, I want to buy Kelly's course, her leadership course for whatever, you know, female entrepreneurs. Okay, well, at some point you got to tell me what that cost. Okay, uh, where you do that, again, can depend on the business and your customer. So in those instances, it would make sense to, to have the price listed. If you're more of a custom services, right? So if you have, even if you have a framework, but like I have the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. When I'm working one-on-one -on -one with a client, I'm, a, I'm customizing how we apply that to their specific business. That's a custom service. It's got a framework that I use that's repeatable, but they, they don't know it's repeatable. They don't need to know that. So I'm not starting from scratch, but I am customizing that for them. Well, I tend to lean towards value-based pricing for that, right? So I want to know what kind of value is this going to bring? Because if I did that for my niece and her lemonade stand, right, she's going to have a summer lemonade stand. I'm going to charge her very different than if, you know, Nike or Amazon calls me up at the phone and says, hey, can you help us? If, even if I use the same process, I'm going to bring my niece. If this works, maybe $100 in lemonade sales over the summer. You know, with Amazon or Nike, I might consult with them an hour and it could produce $1.2 billion in revenue over the next two years. So I might price that differently. So that those are some guidelines maybe that help customize service. You probably don't want to list a price there, but if you have a product that you're trying to sell, at some point you, you're going to have to tell them the price. Ultimately, depends on your customer, what, what helps them best. Well, can you tell? He answered the same way as, uh, as I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's really interesting, uh, even before... Robbie and I, we got to know each other because we both are my Kim's uh, group, uh, Mass mm -hmm. My Group, and also is you are the brand uh, certification program. And it's just interesting that, you know, how he answered that pricing questions. Uh, even, you know, I answered that question all this year long, even before I hop into the program. And, mm -hmm. and just tell you, it's true, you know, mm -hmm. it's true. And so you really don't, I hope that answer, uh, you know, kind of, set you free in a sense yes. of really uh one you know as holy spirit that's always the mm -hmm. best you know he's he's the smartest person uh two it's if a product yeah give a price but if that's it you have some uh you know customization stuff then i think it's wise you talk to them first and then you go from there if you want to, you know, uh, have a limitation, say, okay, 10K and up or 5K and up, then feel free to put there, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And in the end of the day, marketing, it's about the combination of science and art. And mm -hmm. the science part is, guess what? Until you put out there to try, 
to test it, you will never know, right? So, Robbie, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show today. Provide so much value. We will surely put all your links and goodies in the show notes. But can you tell us verbally where can people find you and connect with you? Yes, they can find me at RobbieF.com. That's R-O-B-B-Y. F as in Fowler. That's my last name, .com. That's the domain name I bought, I think, in 2002 or something. I've had that domain name forever. I couldn't quite get just R-O-B-B-Y. Someone else had that even back in 2000. Uh, but RobbieF.com, you'll find all sorts of goodies, blog articles, podcasts, everything's right there. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Robbie, for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. It was such a joy. How have you enjoyed the episode? I hope that you take our notes and then if you did not get a chance, don't worry. Just go to the show note and or re-listen to it or download this episode to your device. Then you will be able to listen again. Just go to kellybother.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's kellybother.com forward slash podcast. Also, we have a lot of exciting news and development of the mini workshop coming up. If you want to know more detail, you got to be on my subscriber list. That's the only way that you will be notified. So please go to powerofoneframework.com forward slash masterclass. Again, that's powerofoneframework.com forward slash masterclass. When you go there, you can then watch your free masterclass. Also, then you will be on my subscriber list. We will soon announce that uh, mini workshop to help coaches, consultants, thought leaders, and about positioning your pricing to attract the right clients. The three must tell business stories to help you to communicate and connect with your ideal clients as well. So again, I really welcome you to go to powerofoneframework.com forward slash masterclass. That's a free masterclass to watch first, and that will give you a great foundation as well. If you haven't done so yet, it will mean a world to us that if you can go to Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can leave a review for this podcast. So more people can find this podcast. We have an opportunity to make more difference. Thank you so much for being here with us. I will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment and drop a review on iTunes? It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.